viu rico namorar pobre? Finally, we may not make it to week four because one of us finna die. Shane. Me. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I can't believe we're still doing this. Week three, we haven't killed each other yet. I'm still having fun. I'm about to. Good things come in threes. So we promised that we were going to have you guys vote on royalty and we didn't. So we're still new to this. I Why didn't, didn't we? I didn't post the poll <laughs> and I didn't realize until today and I'm really sorry but don't worry because we have someone here to decide for us okay so this is a little brief introduction we have Gabby Shaman with us today she's my roommate and hey. best friend since we were six years old Shane how long is your longest friendship how long have I known you Yikes. <laughs> Not long enough, bitch. Okay. That's fine. So, Gabby. Wow. We have two decades on you, so. Oh, Gabby's here with the tea. Already with the shade. Already with the shade. All right, Gabby. So, Get thank you coffee. so much for coming. She's going to be our live studio audience for the week. So happy to be here. Yay. So, first order of business. Royalty. You heard three stories. We didn't put up a poll. You get to be the deciding factor. Who is the winner? So I loved all of your stories, but I have to say that Shane's lobster story took me through a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> wow. Bullshit. So I have to give him the crown. Yay! Yes. You finally won something. That's so cute. We're so happy for wow. you. I wish I had a good comeback for that, but I didn't. I'm not I'm happy upset about this. Sorry, it was Sherry. a little too close to home, I know. A little it's, bit. It's okay. <laughs> You'll win something again soon. Maybe. We're all rooting for you. No, you're not. Okay. True. So let's just dive right in. Are Great. we ready to dive right in head first? Like Captain Marvel? Wait. Are we talking about Avengers? We are! Yeah, 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 yeah! Sherry, did you see the Avengers? Sherry. Surprise, I did, bitches. Okay. Ah! I was about to say, are you kidding me? Like, literally. <laughs> bitches, Sherry, you I actually got bitch. me. You really got me I did that try. Time. I was about to say, Sherry, get your ass out of the room again. Like, This what? is not your podcast. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you that? I, well, I guess we're going to start off in the first five minutes every week <laughs> until, I, until it is. Okay. So never. It'll never be your podcast. So the Avengers the happened Avengers. this weekend. Opened this weekend to lots and lots of praise. Broke the billion dollar opening weekend. So I'll let you go ahead and start. Because I feel like you love the Avengers and Marvel more than anybody here. Well, okay. I'll well, I'll, I'll respond to that by saying that like, it's not... Uh, so I like the Marvel movies. I've seen all of them. They're not... I'm not like obsessed over it. I wasn't like crying whenever this trailer came out for Endgame. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> like, that's about <laughs> as much as I thought about it. I didn't really like Infinity War last year. Me neither. Um, oh. And... But I was excited for Endgame this year, and last week, it was on Thursday, and I was at work, and I knew that I was going to be too busy this weekend to go see it, and I just, like, literally looked online, and there was, like, one seat left at 11 o'clock on Thursday night, so I just, like, took myself on a little date Thursday night, went to an 11 o'clock showing, the movie's three hours and two minutes long, <laughs> my ass got home at 3 a.m., <gasps> and let me tell you, I had no regrets about it. Oh. I loved it. I really did. Like, everything about it. I thought it was a really, really strong finale. 
Um, it was great. It was funny. It was a nice like trip down memory lane with like some of the plot devices that they were using. Um, it went a totally different direction than I thought it was going to. Uh, going into it, I had are we spoilers? Is this are we trying to keep things like for the week? No, you okay, just so talk about spoil- it. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure because I know it's still like pretty fresh. But regardless, here's the official spoiler alert. But I do think this is a going rule. If a movie came out a week ago, pretty much, we could talk about it. True, because this is kind of like you had a week to watch it. Yeah, it's Either, coming out on Friday. If you didn't watch it, you just don't care about it that much, and you don't care about spoilers. Well, okay. Well, like. that being said, the first five minutes, whenever they cut off Thanos's head, I was already like, "Holy shit!" Like we're going, we're getting right into it. This is a totally different movie than I thought it was going to be. Um, but then the direction that they took it for the remainder of the film, I love them going back through all the different timelines and back into like some of the key moments and the rest of the MCU. Um, and then the ending. I thought the the final battle was like fucking great. The literally the, the scene of seeing all of the Avengers, all of Marvel comics like coming through the like portals, portals at the end was absolutely insane. Um, the shot of the women, all like like flying in and fighting together. Why were great. so question? Why did they love Spider Man so much? Like all of the women, like Spider Man was like their firstborn. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. As soon as Spider Man had like one soldier trying to fight him, the women said, nah. "No." They all they came in, even though everybody else was getting the shit beat out of them. They were like, "We're gonna help that little kid." Fucking Captain America, Captain America is like over here. In, on his deathbed. I should have thought he was going to get his head ripped off. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I thought Thanos was going to decapitate him. Yeah. And then throw his head or something. But America shit. can't handle that. That's too dark. Like, Tony Stark is, like, an anti-hero. So you're like, yes, that's yeah. fine. He could die. Well, uh, we're going to be sad. But, but, like... America's ass. Yeah, America's that ass. Is America's that is America's ass. ass. <laughs> that thing is cute. Pause. So why do you think he was able to pick up Thor's hammer? I, I don't know. This is, is, this is where I'm not, like, super heavy into the Marvel Universe because that happened and I was like isn't that not allowed like is no but that- he actually moved it in another movie at one point it was like on a desk or on a table or something and it like budged I don't remember that's true I- oh yeah he like tried to pick it up and he like moved it yeah that's and right. then I feel like to protect Thor he like didn't pick it up all the way he was like mm, let me let him protect his manlyhood like I'm not gonna just pick up his hammer right now but a super fan told me because I like watching these movies with super fans because they tell me stuff oh, yeah. I don't know um, like, if you pick up the hammer, you are now the king of Asgard, and you're worthy type shit. Yeah, Is so that... you have to be worthy of the hammer to pick it up. The king of Asgard stuff, never heard that before. I don't think just because you can pick up the hammer, you are the king. I think it so happens that those who can pick up the hammer have become the king. I don't think it's, like, a hard rule, though. Yeah, I don't think it's a hard rule. It's like Excalibur. I felt like it was frivolous a little bit. I did, it's like, I did, too. Like, it was... There's so much in that moment. Like, I need to know why. Can I get a flashback that or some too. shit? That too. And also the fact that, like, literally that happened. And that was the first time that everybody in my theater stood up and screamed. And I was like, I need everybody to calm down right now. Because I'm actually, like, I don't really care about that Oh, right you saw now. this at Atlantic I'm Station. I'm literally... Yes. And I was like... I was like... I'm literally... Like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't go to Atlantic Station. I went out to... I was out in Decatur. So, I was at the North Decat Mall. Yes, North Decat Mall. <laughs> Y'all. I know. I went to Avalon. 
call out Amanda because she went to a 9.30 a.m. showing on Saturday. Like, wow. an old woman. Wow. You went to a fun. matinee? That was the only thing that was available. It was before the matinee, girl. <laughs> that was only a couple hours even... after I got out. <laughs> the, uh, old people didn't even arrive yet. I don't think people were at church for Easter at that time. <laughs> girl. So, a little bit of an unpopular opinion. I didn't love it. Interesting. That's I was okay with it. I was thoroughly entertained. But people who were like, I laughed, I cried, I lived, I shall never live again. I'm like... Yeah, that's a lot. Like, I was like, this is a great finale. Like, I had a fantastic time. I'm like, but... Relax. Did you see Iron Man? Because it was a way better movie. Did you see Black Panther? Unpopular it was a better opinion. movie. I didn't like Iron Man. All right. Get up. Turn the mic off. <laughs> we're done. We need to have a pep talk. What? I have a problem with the Hulk, to be honest. Which one? Uh, first of all, we all know this. Three or four. Right. Yeah. Why? But I do not. Justice for Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's this actor's name? I don't like Mark him. Mark Ruffalo. Every time I see Mark Ruffalo in something, I go. Have you seen The Kids Are All Right? My yeah. favorite. I do not like. I have determined everything I see him in, I go. Sherry. They're don't, going uh, on 30. Like the best no. rom com ever. No. I do not like Mark Ruffalo's acting. When I saw him in Spotlight, I was like, why? Sherry. Yeah. Shane. Turn the mic off. Are we just... No, no, <laughs> this is not your podcast. <laughs> it's not yours either. But I had a problem with how, like, tame the Hulk was. Because I feel like I didn't like that. I love that. That was one of the things that I liked about this film is I liked their, their portrayal on. of the Hulk. Five that years later, he figured scene, it out. That first scene between the Hulk and Ant-Man at that diner, I hilarious. was crying. With the kids. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. And, he's and like, honestly, he's like, <laughs> I didn't see Ant-Man, but I may watch it. Here's the thing. I love Paul Rudd. I do not like Ant-Man. I love Paul, Paul Rudd makes Ant-Man bearable. Okay. I love Paul Rudd. And he knows that. Yes. It, which is why Ant-Man, jokes were... I did not like the movies that much, either one of them. I really didn't like the first one. The second one was all right, but Paul Rudd makes them. I'm sorry. Unpopular opinion. I do not like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I just don't. I love Brie Larson as an actress. It's nothing against her. Mm -hmm. I love her. When I think superhero, I'm like, Gal Gadot. She's a badass. She can whoop mm -hmm. some ass. I'm like, oh, Angelina Jolie giving me salt vibes. Like, I'm Scarlett Johansson. Not meek Brie Larson. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just from an acting perspective, I feel like if you're going to portray a very strong female character, at the very least, do some voice work. Like, also, she's literally, like, pulls up and she's like, hey, guys, need some help? Stop. I'm like, this <laughs> high-pitched-ass voice. Like, at least give me some, like... But here's the thing, too. That that girl literally did only two things in that whole movie. She brought Iron Man back, which, okay, great. Congratulations. We needed that to happen. But, two, she, like, destroyed the ship at the end. But then, like, she left. At the very beginning, whenever she was like, you guys might not see me for a while. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? I thought because Captain Marvel was the last origin story that, like, Captain Marvel was going to be, like, an integral part of Endgame. Like, give me strong bad bitch if that's what you're doing. But I, I liked it. I wouldn't say that it was worth all of the hype. I was thoroughly entertained. I thought it was cute. Is it the best Marvel movie ever? Like, people are saying, no. I'm like, come on, you guys. Watch any other Marvel movie. Did anyone have this? So, I'm not really super into Marvel. Um, I watched Endgame, Black Panther, before that, Iron Man 3, like, 
that's all I did when I was a child is watch superhero movies. Like, I'm over it. I know all of the characters, much to my chagrin, but I'm, like, over it. Okay, so anyway, I was watching this movie. I didn't know who Thanos was, but I figured it out. I was like, did anyone get some some Lord Voldemort vibes? I'm like, are these Horcruxes? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there were six, and it was like, I've watched this movie before. It's called Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like, and we're destroying it slash putting it. I was like, pause. Hold on. Did anyone get that? By the time they got everything and put it together, it was like, so did we get the Deathly Hallows? Did you Hallows see Infinity War? Um, I saw like the end of it right before I watched it. Oh. And I was like, okay. I know. Yeah, I it was it was very Harry Potter-esque, yeah. especially as the last movie. I was like, okay, so we're destroying it and putting it back. It sounds <laughs> sounds legit. Okay, well, I think we've exhausted that topic. If you didn't listen to that whole entire clip, the takeaway is, Captain Marvel, please do something better, girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, true. The takeaway is, it was a lovely movie. We laughed. We did not cry, but... We were entertained. I didn't cry. I got home and my ass got right into my covers and went to sleep. <laughs> At 3 a.m. I was more sad for Thanos than anybody else. I was like, damn! They got his head off. <laughs> right away. I was like, damn! But then they brought him back. So I was like, okay. Chill, I was chill, also sad for Thor's body. I said, what wow. a waste. What a and damn waste. And I kept waiting for him to get that body back. And, and he, he never did. did. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was so sad. Okay, well, we'll be right back after this brief break. And we are back, back, back. Bok, 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 like a chicken. That chicken is Randall Emmett. If you don't oh know who God. that is. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Wow. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. If you don't know who Randall Emmett is, then you must be living under a rock because he's also associated with a famous rapper we all know and love, Fofty Cent. Fofty Cent. <laughs> so a brief recap for those of Please, you at home. For those of you at home. This past weekend, something absolutely wild happened and some of my favorite pop culture things collided. So one of my guilty pleasures in this world is I love to watch a show called Vanderpump Rules. I don't feel feel that badly about it because Chrissy Teigen also watches it. It's her favorite show. So Wait, I'm really? like, if it's good enough <laughs> wow. for her, then it's good enough for me. So for those of you who don't know, there is a young woman named Lala Kent on that show. She is known for flying her friends around on PJs, AKA private jets, and being scared uh. to fly commercial. So, Lala Kent, yeah. on this past season of Vanderpump Rules, there was a clip of her where she was talking about how she met her boyfriend, major producer mogul, Randall Emmett. So, basically, she explains the story where she's working at Sir, the restaurant spotlighted in Vanderpump Rules. Randall Emmett comes in. He asks if she's an actress. She says yes. The next day, she gets an audition. She goes to the audition. Everything goes well, I guess, because she goes out with him sleeps with him and then the very next day he gifts her with a range rover that's Damn. her telling of the story not mine <laughs> so now we all know who randall emmett and lala kent are so this is where 50 cent comes in so 50 cent and randall emmett the producer are apparently longtime friends randall is a producer on power they've produced lots of things together films together so 50 cent posts that clip of lala talking about 
banging Randall for a Range Rover and says with the caption, 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter, quarter. hoes are winning. Do you want a Range Rover? Yes. Yes, bitch. Yes. Then just run out and suck a dick. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) With a series of emojis. Hoes are winning with 10 seconds left. (laughs) So in the comments of that post, oh, 50 Cent is basically replying to people who are like, oh, isn't that the guy who produced with this on you? And he's like, yeah, he's a sucker. He's a sucker. So Lala replies and is basically like, 50, I'm disgusted. How dare you? We are such good friends. We've been to dinner together. You acted like we were cool while you were begging Randall to put your talentless bitches in the films. That's fine. If we know anything about 50 Cent, it's that he's not to be played with. This man... Literally took Floyd Mayweather's baby mama on a shopping spree for Christmas. This man also bought out a whole stadium so Ja Rule could perform to Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh my god. I don't know why this girl thought that she could handle this type of smoke. (laughs) So that's fine. She comments that and 50 Cent was not having it. So he posts a series of text messages that say, this is from Randall. Saying, I'm sorry again. I really am. I'm sorry, Fofty. I'm heading to the emergency room. I am not doing well. Please do not text me anymore. I'm sorry for everything. This is too much for me. I'm so hurt. I'm not feeling well. Now my ex is fucking with me after your post. This is very bad for me on all levels. Going to ER to make sure not having heart attack. Please, 50, no more. (laughs) And then our neighborhood petty queen, 50 Cent, replies and says... Get the fuck out of here, Randall. You told your girl <laughs> to say that bullshit because when we had dinner, it was to talk about Elif directing. You fucking loser. Did you tell her you owed me a million dollars over six years? Keep playing with me and get your fucking head cracked in front of everybody. Ooh. Eloquent, to say the least. Shut <laughs> say the least. fuck up, Randall. <laughs> right. So then Randall texted him again and said, she is my fiance, which don't ever correct Fofty Sun. She is my fiance and I asked you to be in my wedding last week. I'm sorry. Fofty says, fuck that. I told you I wasn't fucking with you. What the fuck would you want me in your wedding for? Like, I ain't got shit else to do. Get the fuck out of here. You took my kindness for weakness. Now I'm going to show you what I've been trying not to do to you, dumb motherfuckers. (laughs) Randall says, I said I'm sorry, Fofty. I apologized. (laughs) 50 Cent being the mogul that he is, now makes shirts that look like iMessages. One says, I'm sorry, Fofty. The next one says, $1 million. (laughs) So then Lala posts a video where she's basically blaming 50 Cent for diminishing the validity of the Me Too movement because he reposted this video of her on this Bravo TV show. And this goes on for a couple of days. 50 keeps posting these memes. Money by Monday, Randall. He posts Randall in the hospital, hooked up to all these EKGs and whatever. It's And he says, you're not going to die before Monday, Randall Emmett. Go ahead and knock yourself out, LOL. The oh man God. is ruthless. He gave us a solid Game of Thrones meme. Monday is coming. Him on the Iron Throne. <laughs> It says, I'm just say I'm just saying, make the best of your Sunday evening. The weekdays can get rough sometimes. Oh my god. Then he also changed the cover of Vanderpump Rules to Fofty Cent Rules, and everybody in the picture has his face on it. So fast forward, 50's been paid, Randall Emmett is still alive. The tea was great, it was such a mess, but I wanna know. I it's a hot mess, uh, so I don't even know where a to lot start. To <laughs> even unpack. I know. First off, Hold on. So, so, sh- so she sucked his dick, 
got a Range Rover out of it. BJ's for PJ's. That's exactly what she said. BJ's Damn. for PJ's. Where's my Range Rover? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Enough. Enough? You clearly haven't been doing it with the right people, baby. Clearly. Clearly not. Where's your Range Rover? I haven't been doing all that. Oh. That's Ooh. all I'm saying. She said you're no, a hoe. But here, yes. so, okay, but <laughs> there's truly nothing even to say about this. Like, there's so much. There's too much to say about it. Too much. So are you going to say something? I, I'm or... still formulating what I, how I even feel about it. Do you want to wait? Can right. I go? Go ahead, please. Okay. Chime in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, Lala, stop with this reneging. What are you doing? If you can go back and watch the clip on Vanderpump Rules, it's pretty bad. It's like she is basically giving me a whole game plan. And it's, it's, it's pretty detailed and to be honest it's a good plan to follow um good for her but then don't come back and say you know what me too movement girl he didn't you told us that you did that on your free will right so don't if you're a hoe be a hoe be a hoe own it own, own it. it but my thing is i have Hoes a problem are winning. Hoes are winning. Fourth quarter, <laughs> hoes are winning. You're winning. <laughs> they are. My whole problem with this situation is her saying that 50 is invalidating the Me Too movement. Okay, girl. We're all actresses. It's hard out here. We all want to roll. But we agreed in 2017 at the Oscars that we're not sucking dick for roles anymore. <laughs> we're not doing that. That was what the whole point of the Me Too movement was. And I don't know if you missed that... that seminar in class where we said hey guys i don't know if you heard about this but don't suck dick for roles anymore and we all said okay got it we're not gonna do that anymore harvey weinstein he sucks don't suck dick for roles but then you did <laughs> he so sucks like, or he makes me suck you know no either way <laughs> we said we weren't gonna do that anymore so you continuing to do it like that's fine go rogue do what you want to do she thought we but meant don't... me too I'm going to do it too. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> and don't drag me into this. Like, I want to get my roles the wholesome way. I'm not judging you for doing what you want to do. But, baby, that's not me too. <laughs> that's not me too. That's just you. <laughs> like, we're not doing Is that, that a haiku? Anymore. And 50 cent. Fofty. Fofty cent. <laughs> I respect you. A level of petty that I've always wanted to reach, but I've been scared. How to much get money did he make off those shirts? So he made those shirts and made, according to him, $300,000. Oh my God. In 24 hours. And counting. That's how you cash in on a scandal. And Amazing. My, my girl Chrissy Teigen replied and said, I hope that me and 50 Cent never get in a fight. Please love me, Fofty. And I respect uh, that. Love me, Fofty. <laughs> I respect that. He's going to make the money that he wanted from Randall out of those shirts. But the point with 50 Cent is he's about his money. Right. He doesn't he he doesn't mind that he's making more money. He still wants Randall's million dollars mm -hmm. by Monday, baby. Right. Get rich. Or die trying. Right. Lala Kent, if you're listening, Trademark. tell us where you are. We will send a rescue to come and get you, girl. Wait, why are we on her side? We're not. I'm just trying to help her out of the kindness of my heart. Because, girl, you totally missed the memo. You missed the mark. And your fiance's pissed at you. He unfollowed you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you ruined a business deal. All the internet trolls out there. Back to the Honda. <laughs> Take note. Take note, Fofty. Back to the Civic. Take note, Fofty. <laughs> Honda Civic, bitch. Okay. Well... Now that we've chatted about that, 
The next order of business on Z menu is our favorite topic. Game of Thrones. Okay, Sherry, go ahead and get out since you are a loser and are not caught up. Get out like Jordan Peele. Goodbye. Right. Okay. Once again, this week was met with a lot of criticism. I don't understand. And Amanda, it has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. It's the, the lowest second rated. lowest. No, the lowest is 56 with that one that was the rape, Sansa's rape scene. Oh. That was a bad episode. Yeah. Like, just not a good episode all around. This is the next lowest at 75 yeah, I, I does it. anyone want to explain to me how? Like, here's the if I, if I am humoring that for a second, and let me just say that I disagree. First off, if you can't tell already, but if I was going to agree with that, if I was going to humor that, I will say I did expect higher stakes overall. Like, I did expect I did expect bigger deaths. I did. I what on earth type of higher stakes are people talking about? Well, okay, this well, shit was on fire. Here, the okay, people no, no, were invading the castle. Bitches were dying. There was nobody left standing. What other higher stakes were we looking Major for? Do you want, so but, you wanted Daenerys to die? She could have. She can't but, die in episode but three, bro. People want to see her live till the end. But they, people to wanted live, to see Ned Stark live to the end. Like, but no, but we didn't know him that well. It was one season. We followed Daenerys for now. Forever, for years, but almost a decade. But if you make a death meaningful, it's okay. And that's where, like, this this is me being devil's advocate now because I don't have a problem with what they did with it. However, if I'm trying to humor it, if I'm trying to say, okay, why did this get a 75%? I do think, like, people had higher expectations as far as, like, they thought and they thought a major character was going to die. And at the end of the day, the biggest character that we had die was probably Theon. Well, the Night King. But, like, as far as, like, our, like, beloved characters, Theon, probably. Um, maybe Jorah. Uh, but for me, I wasn't super attached to any of the ones that, that did get killed off this episode. However, to me, that only tells me that, like, this show is, once again, like it's done for the past three episodes now, reminded us the White Walkers and the Night King are not the end. They are not the final villain. And... The show is about who's going to take the Iron Throne. So now, the Great War is over, but now we have the war for the Iron Throne. We're back to square one as to what we were doing. The White Walkers were a distraction. But from what that. I don't understand is when we had in previous seasons, we had so many scenes with the White Walkers. People were like, "We don't care about this. We don't want to see this." And then they ended it in this right. episode. People were like, "Oh, it ended so fast." I'm like, right. "Make up your fucking mind. You didn't want to see any scenes with them because all you cared about was." what was happening in Westeros. Mm -hmm. But now that they ended it so we could focus on that, you guys are mad? I don't understand. And here's the thing. You cannot... Like, the Night King cannot win. He cannot win. No. He has to be destroyed. And, and no at the one end cares of the enough too, for him to win. That's no. not interesting. I and don't care. The bottom line is, I also saw people giving reviews that they were like, we barely... We didn't see enough of the Night King in the battle. And I was like, you know why you didn't see enough of the Night King? Because the Night King knows that his army, at the end of the day, is weak. They are... They're, like, they're a force. And, like, they're, they're numbers, numbers driven. However, you kill one of them, you kill them all. And, like, that's the bottom line. If it takes Dragonglass or Valyrian Steel to kill the entire army with one fell swoop, that's a weak army. That's a really weak army. And so that's where the, I think the show reminded us that, like, I mean, you never see the Night King for the majority of the episode until the ending when he finally decides to show up and actually touch down on land after everybody has already been killed because he thinks he's going to be okay. Here we come, little fucking Arya, my girl, coming out of nowhere, flying through the air with that little knife, doing that little drop move, like, coming in at the end. Right. Yes, bitch. I love Princess, it. that was promised. <laughs> the princess that was promised. Came through. Yes, but like, then once again, you can't send a man to do a woman's job. I'm sorry, you uh, just can't. 
I just, I, my jaw was on the floor for the entire episode, and I don't understand why it's getting the reception that it's getting. Me my neither. thing is, I don't know how you could have asked for a battle, better battle episode. We did what not I, mess around. I loved about the episode is that they, it's really hard. I feel with a lot of like war movies and war scenes in particular for you to really get a feel for what each individual character is going mm-hmm. through. And they did such a great I job did, I think so cutting too. between these characters. The tension was building. There was a point where I thought Arya was going to die. And I, I never thought that. I thought Arya was going to die at the very end. I really didn't think she was going to get the Night King. Whenever she, he, whenever he grabbed her by the throat, I was like, Fuck. She's dead. He's going to stab her. That's it. Ugh. I will say the one complaint, quote, quote unquote complaint, that I had was fixed whenever, like, thank God Melisandre came in. One, because she ended up, you know, Dying saying the day. But also, like, thank you for lighting up the screen. Thank you thank for giving God. us some light. So Because dark. I could not see shit. Dying. And, like, whenever, like, the dragons are flying <laughs> through that storm, like, for one, beautiful. But also, like, I don't know who's fighting who. I can't tell. However... I think that that was all, like, that had to be on purpose because, like, the fact that I was so stressed watching the dragons fighting because I did not know which dragon was which, I think is exactly what they're going through. John and Daenerys have no idea which dragon they're fighting. Like, right. they're just, they fly, they're flying blindly. And I will say, I finally understood, after almost a decade of watching this show, why we have three black characters because they knew they were going to have this night scene and baby, I, you would not be able to see any black people without lighting. Like, have me out in the battlefield. You'll just see nothing but a sword flinging around. A flaming sword. <laughs> Literally. Flinging around. Like, that... That's why they even had to have, like, they even decided they were going to make John's dire wolf albino because they were like, we need to have them fight in the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> like, Seriously. We and need people a are going to have wolf. their freaking binoculars out <laughs> trying to watch this episode. Okay, I do have a question about the logistics. Where the hell did Lady Melisandre come from? She literally came from the same direction as the army of the dead but is unscathed and just she did come from the same direction but i like i know because i know she had left for volantis but like she came back out of nowhere but how did she just walk through and that that's where here's the thing this is where i do i do if once again i'm going back to humoring it like but i can let all this go there is a lot of deus ex machina in this episode there is a lot in the sense that, like, for one, Melisandre coming out of nowhere. Girl, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> you showed up you with literally... <laughs> you showed up with literally three minutes to spare. Yeah, she couldn't have like, been walking you, any slower. Right, you literally oh took God. your damn time. When, th- when she was walking towards the trench to light it on fire. <laughs> Melisandre, you better get your ass <laughs> on the ground. I literally was like, all right, you know what? Someone just... Push her, her onto the, the trench at this point. Well, like, that's the thing. I, I really thought she was going to die whenever that woman was leaping on the thing. And I was like, bitch, you kind of deserved it at this point. You took your fucking time, like, right. trying to get to these trenches. Right. Walking up, talking all slowly. And then all of a sudden, she's getting nervous because here they come. Sweaty. We could have had this solved. We could have right. already done this. But the other big deus ex mock in the moment for me is Jorah coming out of nowhere to save the day for Daenerys. Gabby and, and I were I, talking I about I literally this. went, oh no. I was like, God, we couldn't have had a better setup for that. Like, is that that's the one part of the episode that I was like, I really think we could have done this better. I really think we could have not had her actually about to be killed. I really thought they might. And then here comes Jorah. Like, he just knew where she was. Yeah, that, that part didn't really feel as strong to me as it could have. Um, but overall, like, just, God, what a masterpiece of an episode. Like, okay, but another quick question. Where was Bran warging to? Like, where did you go? Okay, 
Bran, okay, we talk about him every week, and I feel like now that he's not dead, we're going to continue to talk about him every it's week. It's so upsetting. And I literally was, like, watching the Night King sitting there, and I was like, please fucking do it. Please, <laughs> take him out. Please, please do it. Because he literally goes, I'm going to go now. Uh, and where are you going? Did you, to go fly on? Did you see that that post that was like it was like that meme and it was like Jorah, I'll take the front lines. Brian, like we're gonna do this. Charge ahead. And then like all these characters and then it's like Brian, like you literally Brian going. You know how cool would it be to do just like general bird stuff like this <laughs> entire episode? <laughs> like I'm just gonna fly around on my little crows this entire time. And- I'm and sorry, then, Theon really is a good man because he said, I'm going to go now. And Theon just looked at him. I've been like, uh-uh, no, no you're the not. fuck you're not. You're going to stay right here and tell me where he's coming mm-hmm. from. He finally, Bran finally comes to Theon surrounded by by the enemies and the Night King is standing there and Theon and, and Bran comes back finally after all that comes at the most inopportune time and goes, you're a good man. Thank you for protecting me through all that. And Theon, Great job. He said, Congratulations, now run ahead. (laughs) Right, literally, now run ahead. And Theon was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and sacrifice myself because this man is getting on my nerves. Oh, that was 100% a sacrifice. He was was like, you know what? This is better than this. Right, he said, "Uh, (laughs) I've um, wasted my time. Yeah, this is a waste. This man knows nothing. Um, You were right about the crypt. Uh, 100%. Here's my thing. Why are you sending the people down here? And, like, also to... They made it very obvious. There's one thing, like, made me laugh. It was that, that girl who was like, I'll defend the crypt then. And I was like, bitch, you did a good fucking job. And I was that like, girl got dragged away. And I was like, who are you, first of all? Immediately. Who are you, first of all? I don't even know who you are. Shut I up. thought it would have been a really cool moment, but it would have taken a lot of time if they made it clear who the people who were coming out of their tombs in the crypt were. The only like, one... It would be cool if, like, Ned Stark popped up. And you're like, oh, no, that's Ned. Like, they if they made mm-hmm. it obvious that it was, like, Ned Stark. The or only Leanna, one... Leanna Stark is coming out, and you're like, oh, shit, that's Leanna. Yeah. No. They could have... I could understand Ned being, like, difficult, because, I mean, we don't even know if his body ever even made it to the King's Land, but, like, well, Leanna... The or, or not King's Land, but the crypt... Um, well, his statue's down there, but his Does, bones were have... given to Catelyn before she got oh, cut off. So, yeah. like, we don't even know if the bones made it. But the one that they do show, they do show Meister Lewin. Um, he's the the old man who took care of Bran mm-hmm. and had, like, the chains and all that. Like, they do show him come out of there. Like, he's the only one that you would, like, recognize But I feel like they could have made it a moment. They could have, especially at Lyanna. They could yeah, have had, like, think... Lyanna's crypt breaking out or something. Right. I don't think my heart could have taken that, so I'm glad yeah. they didn't. Yeah, that would have been a little much. Speaking of the crypts... I really thought either I thought Sansa or Tyrion. I thought one of them was gonna go, if not both of them. I do agree. When they, they were sitting in there, like a couple more mean yeah. characters, I agree with that. But if that's now the I'm one criticism, that it's got to happen now. It is going to, and if that's the one criticism, it's like okay, I could see that. But and I think we're gonna have now. I mean, now we've got like now it's time to recuperate again, and now we've got we're back to John and Daenerys tension of like who's the fucking king, and I think we're gonna have John. And Daenerys and Cersei's three armies, and they're gonna have to, they're gonna go at it. Like, what are your thoughts on Daenerys to date? Okay, I think, and this is a, this is more of a technical opinion because I like Daenerys. I do like her. The show, though, as far as writing has been going, the show has been making her more and more unlikable in the things that they've done with her recently. And to me, that feels like a setup that she is going to be a villain, a I quote, agree. a quote unquote, a villain, like. She is going to be a now like a like someone you're fighting against. Like yeah. now we're picking teams of Cersei, John, and Daenerys. There is another major, major battle coming. Oh, of and course. And that's where the deaths are gonna happen. They and they and they do, they have to. As like 
hard as it is, like, knowing, like, obviously, I'm happy that some of my favorite characters all came out of the Battle of Winterfell. However, it's very unlike Game of Thrones to do that. And, and it's that's a setup. exactly. And that's where I feel like if Game of Thrones is going to go out the way that we all know it, and the reasons why we love it for being shocking and bold and killing off major characters, that has to happen. Yeah. It does. Like, it needs to happen these last few I, episodes. So I'm starting to like Daenerys less and less because I yeah. feel like. I don't know. Her priorities are out of whack. Mm-hmm. She used to be a great leader and cared about the important things in the world and freeing, freeing people. people and being a beacon of hope. And now all she really cares about is sitting on the Iron Throne. I'm like, this is so I annoying. I think like a lot of Targaryens, she is becoming power hungry. She is. And that's happening. And also too, like if you really, if you want to look at the, what I feel like there are like obvious metaphors in Game of Thrones that like, especially with Daenerys, Daenerys being the white savior, coming in and, like, freeing all the slaves, then getting a little power-hungry herself. How current is that? Like, like that is so current. And, uh, like, it's it's been inevitable from the beginning. Like, she has it in her blood. It's definitely on purpose. Yeah. It is on purpose, but I, she's still getting on my fucking nerves. I'm like, girl, who cares who has a claim to the throne? You're about to die. Like, why are you even talking about that? And she also had my nerves because I'm like... Okay, whatever happened to fight or flight? Like, right. she's about to die, and this right. girl can barely. Meanwhile, Liana Mormont, yes! little girl, just killed a giant after getting That's crushed to death. Like, like, it was just annoying mm. to me that she couldn't even defend herself. What I love the most about this entire episode was that it really came out of nowhere for me. I would not have put the money on Arya being the one to kill the me Night neither. King. And the fact that at the end of the day, no, it is not Jon Snow. No, it is not Daenerys Targaryen. It is Arya Stark that saves the day. Yep. I love it. Like... I love it. Okay, we talked that one to death. If you didn't listen to the episode, I'm sorry. You know everything now. Every last detail. R.I.P. Leona Mormont. But still watch it because, God, you need to see it. I will say that you're talking about not significant characters dying or some people saying that, but... Barrick dying mm-hmm. was kind of an epic yeah. It was. moment. It was. And even how Melisandre, yeah. like how she just was like, I'm done. This is it. We mm-hmm. fulfilled our prophecies. This is the end. That was pretty poetic. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a great episode. Oh, it was fantastic. I don't know why it has 75% on I right. really saw that a couple hours ago, and I'm really bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to talk about the next episode next week, and we'll be back after this break because everyone's favorite segment, Royalty is Coming Up. Ooh, Royalty ooh, is Coming ooh, Up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll be back. <laughs> Royalty. Shane, you won. Mm. I did. You are. I just got announced a little while ago. I'm bitter. Our royalty, and we are your loyal subjects. Um. Uh. Well, I guess I will go ahead and announce that this week we're gonna do something a little bit different. Yes. So we have an agenda for this week's royalty. Tell them. Tell them. A special brew, if you will. We are going (laughs) to fresh. Artisanal. Uh, we are going to be telling royalty about each other. So, Ooh. without further ado, my story is about none other than Sherry Thompson. Oh my god. <laughs> so, there was a night, this is going to follow the same trend we've had for the last couple of weeks where we tell a drunken story, and a couple of years ago, um, my freshman year of school, whenever these two took me under their wing... 
uh, we went out to, wasn't it an ABC party? It was an anything but clothing party. It was. And we showed up. Do you remember we, we showed up with our little lollipops? Yeah. And our little, like, case of lime maritas. <laughs> oh, my. When they that just we came literally, out. And we literally hid them, like, up under, like, the couch so that nobody would find them. And they were brand new. But we literally walked in with our lollipops. And I remember we literally, like, got them and we were like, we need to walk in with them all in. And be like, we were <laughs> literally the most disgusting people, like, in the world. Like, walked in, was wearing clothes. And do you remember that one girl? That one girl literally looked at us and goes, I guess they didn't get the memo. Like, talking and about it. Yeah. And I think replied and said, right, we heard, we, we heard. didn't care. <laughs> so anyways, we are... What am I, 17? Right. I'm going to participate in an ABC <laughs> party? <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm here to drink. Right. Um, and so then, anyways, we're, we're down in these Limeritas, which they were new at the time. I don't think any of us realized how easy they are. And yeah. they go down quick, and they hit you quick. And like they a four hit, loco. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sherry knows. So then that night, we we started, we left the party. We started like, well, I don't even remember where we went. We were like running around places and literally Sherry's running around, running. <laughs> and then she does this thing where she runs and she just lays out on the floor, sprawled out like a starfish. And, and we were walking, you know what it was? My house we were was walking, walking distance we were walking to from your apartment. the party. And yeah. me and Amanda kept walking, and the Sherry would run ahead of us, and then once she got too far ahead, she would just lay down on the ground until we <laughs> caught up. Then she would get up and just run again and keep the whole process going. Like a relay. And we Yes. And then we literally, we get back to Sherry's, or Amanda's apartment, and we, we see the building, and Sherry's laying down, and before she gets up to make the final stretch, Amanda goes, Sherry? I'm just telling you right now, if you run and you go and you lay down again, I'm going to have to hit you. And Sherry gets up. She, like, nods her head. Turns she said, around. Okay. 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 She takes off running. She sprints up the stairs. She goes out of sight. Five flights. Me and Amanda finally get up the stairs. I get up there first and I turn the corner. And I see Sherry sprawled out on the floor like a starfish laying there. And I turn around and I see Amanda coming up the stairs and she sees her. And she walks over very calmly, kneels down, looks at her in the face and goes, Sherry, I told you not to do this. Now you know that I have to hit you now. And Sherry goes, uh-huh, I know. And then all you hear is a quick little slap. And then Sherry gets up. We all go into the house. I think that's the same night that we have pictures of you doing yoga on the ground. And I'm sitting there like watching you do it. And you're like Pants teaching lips. me how to, yes. With no pants on. And then eventually, doing power yoga, not just yoga. Power, <laughs> power yoga. yoga, power yoga, like three o'clock in the fucking morning. And then we all end up passing out and going to bed. And then at one point in the middle of the night, I'm going to let you actually finish this part of the story because I was asleep for this. Okay. At one point in the middle of the night, everyone is fast asleep except for Sherry. <laughs> you heard last week that this bitch cannot be tamed. Like, no amount of alcohol will knock her out. So I'm asleep. And then all of a sudden I hear like Sherry like stomping around. So I like open my eyes and she's like fumbling around, fumbling around. I'm like, Sherry? And she doesn't reply. Then I see her go into the corner of my room, pull her pants down and pee in my corner. She emptied her bladder onto my floor, pulled her pants back up and went to sleep. On the same floor, mind you. It was very close by. It was very close by. 
I think the next morning I woke up and I was like, you, you said something about Sherry Pete? And I said, Sherry Pete? <laughs> I said, Sherry, not only like peed a little bit, like peed the bed, like no, she like got up, thought the corner was the bathroom, <laughs> squatted, and peed in the corner. <laughs> and then oh. put her pants back on and went on about her business. Oh my God. When did I put my pants back on? Sherry, it was, I was watching you. It was as no, if you were like, in the bathroom. No, but like, after yoga, I was pantsless. Oh, no, it was just your panties, I guess. That's even worse. Yeah, just you just had panties. panties. <laughs> she, just pulled her, she just pulled her little panties back up and laid on down and went to sleep. Like a pull-up. Oh, my God. Okay, who's right. next? Have I gone last yet? No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, so you can go next. Okay, so my story is about Amanda Young, okay? My so bad. this is a story. Um... A really bad game of telephone. So, one day, um, we were all at a party. By we, I mean Shane, Amanda, and all of our cohorts. And there were some crazy things going on, okay? Everybody was a little turnt, if you will. And we walk upstairs to the party, and apparently there was a situation that was being arranged. Meaning, it was about to go down, right? But the two people it was about to go down with, we'll call the guy, we'll call him Alex, and we'll call the woman Jamie. So let me give you some background. Jamie is more of a senior in this situation. Like, much older and just more experienced she than was a, Alex She was a was. graduate student. She was a grad student. Okay, so I wasn't trying to go there, but oh. fine. <laughs> Girl, this is say Law Tea. Who, Girl, what are I'm here not for? trying to say too much. If not, here to so that's tea. <laughs> so that's Jamie. Um, Alex is this like, first of all, this is the type of person that was so quirky. That's the word. Like you would never expect that he would have any game. But he had a lot. But he had a lot because it worked for him. I'd be like, you can't be serious. This can't work. I'll give it to him. Okay, so we walk upstairs. We're trying to find a place to lounge. And all of a sudden we hear this inside the room. Right? And it's like we kind of crack open the door. Oh, my God. And it's like we see like a preparation happening. (laughs) And it's like Alex is on top of Jamie. And it's the most And they're neither of them are wearing clothes. Neither of them are wearing clothes. And it's the... I was like, I did not want to see this. So I closed it, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. And of course, it's Amanda and I. And we're like, whoa. Okay. We exchanged a very messy glance. Whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, oh my whoa, gosh, whoa. did you see that? Right. So we kind of run away from the room. And we just sit on the stairs because we know they're about to walk out. Jamie walks out first and is like preparing herself and like getting ready. Like, okay, nothing happened. Alex walks out. Like, he just... Fucked. he's. Yes, because he, he did. And he, he got his prize because he was after her for a long time. And nobody thought that would happen. Trust. Okay. So we saw it. He kind of looks at us. He nods. We give him the, okay, we see you, Alex. And proceed about the party. The next weekend, um, no, the next week, let's say Monday, as we get back to classes, Jamie is denying that this encounter happened. No. Yes. Jamie's. Hold on. I went to a bar and she she was sitting at the table with us. And 
she's telling a story about how Alex was trying to get with her so badly and is basically making fun of him. Like, I would never get with him. Like, ew, he wishes, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there the whole time knowing that it happened because I saw it. So, and I'm good friends with Alex at this point. So I was like, oh, this bitch really tried it. Like, she's really sitting here talking all this shit about Alex when she knows that she just slept with him the day before. So then, go ahead, Sherry. Okay. And that was on Monday because we had Mother's Monday. Yes. And we were getting Mother's wings. Mondays. We were getting wings. Yeah. We were getting wings. Um, What was it? 35 cents a wing? Amazing. Ooh, mm. we used to go in. Anyway. Um... used to go in so we're sitting there grabbing all that tea before this time eating our wings like we about to tell alex so as soon as we scur away from mothers the pub we scur right onto a phone call with alex and we go hey this is what jamie is saying about you like she said that nothing ever happened he's like what i can't believe that but i didn't hear the information i happened to be around i was doing something else and Amanda was the one who relayed it back, right? So tell me how this damn fool goes up to Jamie and says, Amanda told me that you oh said nothing happened. And people I already said, hate what? you a little bit. Yes. Already. <laughs> they hated me. And I was like, Jesus, why would you tell her? I said, that? Oh my God. He, he legitimately, I swear to I swear, Amanda did not talk to him for about a month. If someone gives you a nugget of you information, you never tell that person who you learned it from. No. Like, you clearly have never done this. You clearly have no game. And we told you this for your own benefit. But clearly, he does. I mean, he has the un-game. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he has the anti-game. Yeah, yeah. That's already a problem. he had me looking like the biggest snitch ever, which I'm not. But we were good friends. That's why I told you that. And it's like, we didn't know Jamie like that. So Jamie hates Damn. her to this day. To this day does not does not F with Amanda. To this day. Well, oh well, As Amanda once problem. told me, don't ever underestimate my ability to find shit out. <laughs> <laughs> then that brings us to our next story. So this, this hot tea of a story is about none other than Shane... That bitch howl. <laughs> so Shane was That's an innocent freshman him. at this time. He was never innocent. Don't you lie. He wasn't innocent, but he sure was naive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Shane, I met him when he was a freshman. And instantly I just felt like, you know, he had something to him. I was like, I really like this kid. He seems like he's a really huge bitch. And I was right. One thing about me is I love a big bitch. That's my favorite. (laughs) I love, that's my favorite type of person to be friends with. So I was like, oh, we'll get along. (laughs) In fact, I literally hoodwinked my way through our mentor program so that he could be (laughs) my mentee. And literally threatened people. I said, if he's not my mentee, then I'm dropping out of this You guys were the royals. We were. The royal family. (gasps) Look at that. He, anyway, so I, I knew I liked him right away. One thing I knew that I loved about him is how messy he is. I was like, oh, he is not afraid of some mess. And I appreciate that. So he's a freshman. We are going out to a crappy Gainesville. I don't even want it to call it a club. Like, can you uh, do what you like? It's an empty room (laughs) and they serve alcohol. basically. (laughs) They do have good music, though. They did have good music. They played Suavemente. Suavemente. And Suavemente. Pony every single week. And Pony. So we are going there. Sherry and I are late because we're like pre-gaming. We're doing our own thing. And Shane's like, well, I'm already on my way. So I'll just meet you guys there. 
And I was like, all right, whatever you do, like, don't. I was like, whatever you do, don't do anything crazy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I won't do anything crazy. And I don't know, <laughs> Shane, no, please chime in. Did I know what was going to happen with you in this perfect you didn't. person? He, we didn't even know that he was coming. Oh, right. no, yes, we did, because you warned me. Yeah. Because you said, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be there, and you better not. And the reason, okay, so this person, <laughs> since I'm not trying to get sued, let's call him Danny Carson. This person, <laughs> Danny Carson, <laughs> was way older than Shane he was like a super duper duper senior like knocking on 30's door like hello like so old so you probably didn't know you didn't know he was like yeah so Danny Carson was giving me major rapey vibes because he knew that Shane was my mentee and was constantly like so what's up with Shane so what's up with Shane and I'm like what is up with you like literally back up off him he is a child like let him live (laughs) this man was literally like exactly. about let to Randall let. Emmett you let me let, oh, for no yes. reason for no reason at all you weren't even gonna get a Range Rover you're gonna get herpes okay and that's not as fun so so I say to Shane hey I heard that Danny Carson is gonna be there I go ahead and go without us but don't do anything stupid I'm not playing with you he said yeah yeah totally i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wait for you guys there like what's gonna happen i'm just, I'm just gonna go and you guys are gonna come i'm gonna wait for you guys there and i'm like okay cool see you soon hang up and i'm like sherry hurry up shane is there danny carson is on his way like this is just not cool this is like some pride rock shit like you're <laughs> oh my god prey and a hyena is about to just take you down that first so i'm like we gotta go so me and sherry at this point are rubbing our thighs are running our thighs are rubbing together because it's Gainesville Always. Florida it was hot and we thighs gained a little lies. bit more than the freshman 15 so we're literally running through downtown Gainesville to get there I remember I walk in and Pony was playing at this moment oh my god genuine genuine Pony was playing at this moment I'll never forget set the scene so genuine Pony is playing and I walk in and I'm like searching the crowd like I don't see Shane where is Shane <laughs> I'm like looking, looking, and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Like, where could he be? He can't be at the bar. He's like nine years old. They don't serve alcohol <laughs> to nine-year-olds. So I'm searching, trying to find him. And I turn to another girl who we know that went there. And she's like one of those people who refers to herself as a... I can't a, say it. A fag hag. Right. Horrible. A homo honey. As yes. Now one say. Of those, a what? A homo honey. One of those horrible <laughs> girls who like literally lives to be in the gay clique. So I pull up to her because I knew she would know who he was. And I'm like, hey girl, have you seen Shane? She's like, he's over there. I turn around. I see Shane riding none other than Danny Carson. The pa- one person I told him not pa- to. Pa- Set the scene for the ride. So this is not just on the floor. Danny Carson is holding Shane up in the air. Shane's legs wrapped around his back. Yes. Yes. That's how the ride. Like a big old baby. Let me paint my image for this. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't get the image. I'm literally, I'm sitting there and this is all happening. And about this time I start to wonder, oh no, where's Amanda? (laughs) Like She told me not to do this. And at that time, I glance out and I look near the door and I see her walking in and I see her looking at me. And how, how tall are you? Five foot. Five foot. Standing up at the steps. <laughs> and I see her. I catch her looking at me. I catch her glasses. And then all of a sudden, she disappears into the crowd. And I was like, oh, shit. Like a 
like a damn de- like demon. Like, and then all of a sudden, I literally was, it. I literally was like, get off, like get down. I need to get down. <laughs> literally, I pull a, a Night King and just part the scene. I'm like, I'm coming for Shane at this moment because this is for his reputation. I was trying to help he- help him. Danny Carson does not have a good reputation in our school. He's like, it's absolutely crazy. So you could have died. Number one and number two, he's like, oh ho. I'm like, I'm really trying to like help you out here. You're new. So I get to him and I'm like, Shane, what are you doing? And you're like, uh, nothing, uh, nothing's going on. What are you talking about? I'm like, I saw you already. I saw you. You were doing what I told you not to do. And he was like, ha ha, okay, whatever. <laughs> so at some point in the evening, I guess I have lost my good judgment and Shane, we're about to go. And Shane's like, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, um, walk outside with Danny Carson. I'm like, where are you going? And he said, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk outside real quick. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk to him real quick. I'm like, talk to him about what? And he's like, I'll be right back. I said, you have 10 minutes. <laughs> and he leaves. So Sherry said, and I. at 2.30, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and Sherry and I. you will not have a place to sleep. Anyway, so me and Sherry are just, you know, like, we're just hanging out, like, having a good time. And then I realized, like, oh, this man, Shane, it's now, like, 2.45. And we haven't seen him. So I'm like, let me call him. It's time to go. So I start calling his phone. He's not answering. I start calling his phone again. He's not answering. You're scared. I was like, what is going on? At this point, I'm like, we're going to have to call the police. Like, <laughs> this man is a predator and he has shame. Like, we <laughs> need to get the authorities involved. So I'm like calling him, tapping my foot. Like, oh my God, Shane, please answer. Please answer. Finally, he picks up and is like, hello? And I'm like, hey, do you know what time it is? And he's like, oh, fuck. And he's just like, I'll be right there. Where are you guys? Are you about to? I'll be right there. So he runs onto us and I'm like, Jesus, what were you doing? And then all of a sudden he just pulls out of his pocket and shows me his underwear. What? (laughs) Is the end of the story. (laughs) I think that story has to win. There's no way. And now we all know what happened between Shane and Danny Carson. All right, so this week, I promise you, I will put up a poll so you can vote <laughs> on who had the messiest tea of the week. I promise I will do that. All right, well, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Bitches is tired. It's 1030. Bitch is quenched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, we will see you guys next week. And yes. it will be our one month, one month. anniversary oh of podcasting. Oh All, right. All right, well, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe rate comment please comment we don't have any comments well that's it say bye everyone bye bye, bye. i said it like that already.